Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Talking about chicken a la king Mango and garbanzo tabbouleh Real potatoes and vegetables With roasted garlic and basil Zucchini ziti Granola fruit bar Look at all this beautiful food Guys, welcome to Green Eggs and Dan, where I interview amazing people with amazing minds, but all I care about is what is in their fridge today. Very good comedy friend of mine. I'm very excited about him. Uh, he is the co-host of the local news podcast. Just wrapped on that '90s show for Netflix. Uh, amazing writer, fantastic stand-up comedian. If he is performing in your neighborhood, I highly recommend seeing Tommy live. Uh, please welcome Tommy Johnigan. Hi, Tommy. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm very excited about this. Of course, of course, I'm excited as well. Um, I'm always excited to have comic friends that I'm like kind of friends with, but whenever I see them, we have a good time. But like, we're not like friend friends because then we get to know we we get to to know each other. Yeah. And what better way to learn about with someone? friends? Friends, you're always caught up, and you don't have anything to talk about on exactly. podcasts. You're just like, exactly. well, we we're, we were busy being friends. Now we can we can do full catch ups. Yeah. yeah, we went to dinner, and we can. You and I see each other. I'd say once every quarter at at a at a the cigar yeah. bar. <laughs> That's about right. Yeah, yeah. There's a cigar bar next to the improv, and we always end up being there at the same time. That should be a, a group, a once a quarter friend. You should be able to, this is my quarterly friend. We don't know when it's going to happen. We just know that it will at some point. You know, okay, I'm with you, and I know you're saying it jokingly, but I feel like one of the issues that I have with, with, with some friends is they don't want to accept their lot in their, in, in their friendship yeah. uh, bin that they're in. Like... I was only half that. joking because I think that's a real, the other part about it is, is no one makes an effort, but when we right. come together, it's immediately like we're picking right up where we left off. It's fun. You're genuinely excited to see them, but it's the planning that we, you know, we'll never do it. Let's just bump into yeah, but it. Then, but then it always ends with, we got to hang out more. And yeah. that to me is what <laughs> ruins the whole thing. Cause it's like, no, that's the novelty of it is that we don't <laughs> hang out more. I think that's how the last time we saw each other ended. And it was probably a, about three months ago, maybe more. Yeah. I mean, and look, this, I don't know if this counts as our quarterly uh, meetup. Um, it's somewhere in the middle. We'll see. Uh, we'll see how we feel after. But I'm, uh, I'm assuming I won't see you for another three to four yeah. months. This will cover it. Uh, maybe we'll just listen to this in three months and it'll cover <laughs> it so we don't have to travel. But I do think the best way to learn about someone is through their fridge. And you guys can see Tommy's fridge on my Instagram at standupdan. And here we go. This is a very aesthetically pleasing fridge. It's easy on the eyes. Uh, it's a clean fridge. It's not too cluttered. Everything is organized very nicely. Uh, I know you're a family man. It's very clear through this. It's, uh, this is like a healthy family fridge. Except this for is, the second row, which we'll get to in a minute. Oof, yeah, I'm just noticing that myself. That's a that's a heavier amount of uh, sodas than normal. But there's everything a museum else is of soda. Pretty normal. Um, there's a museum of soda. I guess let's just go there because it's the elephant in there. Your whole second row looks like <laughs> it, it doesn't even. It looks like you're sponsored by these soda companies because like oh, all the labels. There's Sprite. There's Diet Coke and there's Diet Dr Pepper. Is that Diet Sprite also? Yeah, it's Diet Sprite. I can tell oh, you how we ended God. up with that is that I, I like a diet ginger ale in case you want a soda later in the day. I like these small ones and the no caffeine of it. And then they didn't have it. So we went with a diet Sprite. And then I think this was a day where my wife and I went to the store on the same day without telling each other because that is an embarrassing amount of sodas. I also feel like, I don't know, I feel like I, you and I are probably around the same age. I'm starting to think that soda, soda is, is going to be a thing of the past. I think soda is going to be like cigarettes, like how we look at cigarettes now. <laughs> you know how like when you find out a friend of yours smokes cigarettes, you're like, really? You're still doing yeah. that? <laughs> I'll be that guy for soda because I think like, 
I see people drinking, which I don't know if this counts in this category, like the kind of the fancier sodas with nothing fake in them or just the sparkling waters. And I'm yeah. still the guy like I, I feel like I'm going to have a diet Coke a day forever. I'll just be the guy kind of out in the, in the parking lot, having my diet Coke in the middle of the winter. Especially the diet. I feel like diet soda. I definitely feel like it's going to be a thing of the past. Cause I do think that LaCroix and Spindrift are kind of getting in on that market where it's like, Hey, it's a little more natural. You get your bubbly yeah. uh, thing. But is it, what is it? Does, you need that sweet, you need that kick. You need that, you need that sweet taste. I don't know. I think it's, I mean, it's probably, you know, all of the things that they did in a lab somewhere to make people addicted to it worked on me because right. I don't really know what it is. I, I'm a sweet, it's like one of those things where like, I don't think it, it scratches that sweetness itch because, you know, I'll still have a piece of candy or so. It's not like, I'm like, I'll have this in lieu of, and I also don't, I know there's like, articles about like if you drink it it makes you think you had sugar but you didn't so you crave it more i don't feel like it affects me negatively in any way sometimes in the morning if i've had um a couple extra drinks the night before i'll just have one of like a half of one of those little ones before breakfast it's really a problem i mean i although i do feel like it does seem like you embrace the hashtag soda lifestyle. Yeah. And I feel like most of my friends who are soda people are like, I know it's, I know it's awful. I know it's gross, but I have to do it. You're just like, no, I like it. I'm, I'm, oh, I'm this in. is, these, these are my people. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You're like, um, and then your top row, it seems like this is like the healthy, the health, healthy drink. Although I don't know. You got your, what is this? A vodka soda? That's a, that's a vodka soda that, that's it's cut water and it's a grapefruit flavored vodka soda. It's basically like kind of like a grapefruit LaCroix mixed with vodka. Um, it's 5% alcohol, but there are some cut waters that are margaritas that are like 12 or 15%. Like they can really mess you up. This is just yeah. a nice, like one or two of these at the end of the day, I buy them constantly and they're becoming harder and harder to find. And I worry that it's, um, like if I don't buy them, they're going to stop making them or sending them to places near me. I emailed the company and I said, hey, these are getting hard to find. Is everything all right? And then they just replied with, did we answer all of your questions? I've never seen anything <laughs> like it. They didn't say anything other than, did we help you? And I'm like, did I miss a phone call from you? But I feel like if I stop buying them, they're going to stop making them. It's kind of like how I felt. I, I was keeping my mom and my stepdad's marriage together for the long time where I was like, they're not going to do it without me. So I got to really put an extra work here. But I highly I like recommend it. it. It's a very tasty drink. This is your version of that. What was that Elmo, the Elmo doll that was out that it was like, you got to find them. On the, yeah, the tickle me Elmo. <laughs> it was like, if you find them on the shelves, you got to get yeah. them. They're impossible to find. I've never even heard of Cutwater. And I love things that are oh, hard give to it find. A go. That's like, that's my special place. It's, it's like, a, you can't find this, then I, I need it. It's good. The thing that I've been on it for a minute, but in the last couple of years, I don't remember when it, you know, just the thing that happens all the time is they were bought by Anheuser Busch. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I um, love, I, I love nothing more than when these big guys buy these like small artisanal, like micro brew brands. And they're like, look, we're just, we're just like you guys. Hey, what's up? It's (laughs) like, well, it's like the old guy hanging out at the at the frat party and like it's, we know what's like true, going on true here. religion clothing. <laughs> Interesting. I'm gonna have to give that a shot if I can find some. They have a bunch uh, and, of different flavors, but that's the one I go to. And then you got your Sam Peleg right next door. Um, I don't know why you have the Martin uh, sparkling cider. I don't know why anyone has that ever, but everyone has a bottle of it, it seems. My daughter's birthday party was a couple weeks ago, and um, it's the most ridiculous thing. She turned 10. We we were coming out of COVID, so I was like, this is a milestone-y type thing. Whatever you want to do. And I thought it was going to be like a sleepover or a trip to Disney. But she goes, I want to take a limousine to a fancy Italian restaurant with my friends. So no way we, we put those in the limo, just like fully leaned into it and, and her and her friends dressed up and we, they did like their nails and hair and went and took oh a limousine. God. It was, so um, 
it was amazing. It was funny. But I told my wife when we were, she was like contacting the other parents, I was like, you got to let, let them know that we know that this is ridiculous. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to be the people that are like, yeah, we're limo people. Like you got to <laughs> let them know. We know. Did you hear the Jonigans took our kids to Dantana's? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I'm picturing 10 little, like, like toddler and tiara looking girls just walking into Dantana's like past George Clooney's table. <laughs> she picked um, Bottega Louie downtown oh. Los Angeles. Wow. She's super hip. It's not even like old school institution. It's like a the it's, new yeah. hip Italian right. joint. That's it. We wow. had to, my wife and I had to sit at a separate table. It was a very fun experience, oh my God. That's but that's left over from that. That is very cute. Think, and then they'll drink them on an occasion, but nobody, like you're saying, like, I don't, they don't crack that open regularly. It's just going to be there forever now. I just don't understand how that the Martin's Apple people are still in business because it's like, literally you have like a novelty drink or it's like for alcoholics who want to feel like they're celebrating. Uh-huh. And uh, I, I don't, I don't, what is keeping the lights on? Like, that seems like alcoholics. a dead <laughs> beverage group. I mean, that's, <laughs> it's gotta just be that. Um, and then you got your, uh, okay. So you, on the third road down, I noticed you have your, your, your Pomplamoose LaCroix. Yeah. Uh, which, uh, staple of any Hollywood, uh, writer's, uh, fridge. But then on top, there's one lone LaCroix. It looks like it's open. Yep. Is yep. that an open LaCroix that you put back in the fridge? Like a there's, fucking psychopath? Well, there's generally an open LaCroix in there because... Um, I will mix that with a little bit of vodka. If I'm, if I, this is not a, I'm, I feel like I work for Cutwater now. If I'm running low on Cutwater, I have to ration them. So I'll just mix LaCroix with vodka and I'll do like one can will make two drinks. So I'll open it and put it back in there. Then I've started butting around and I'm putting, uh, LaCroix and, uh, Prosecco with a shot of vodka and a little orange juice the other night like just i'm just like you're making, just you're, you're trying to make your own cut water is what's happening yeah i'm just trying to make, i got a lab <laughs> yeah you're breaking uh, bad in like the most innocent way you're like i gotta make me some of this cut water i gotta figure I gotta out the formula five percent alcohol uh <laughs> grapefruit drink mom daddy daddy doesn't talk to me anymore honey daddy is in in the lab he's have some apple cider he'll be back (laughs) you have like one of those balls that's like out of homeland just like trying to connect the dots of the flavors yeah (laughs) um i i'm definitely gonna reach out to cutwater on your behalf and have them send you stuff have you ever reached out like as a as a blue check mark to try to get no, I reached out just straight through customer service, genuinely concerned with the supply of, and it's the specifically, it's the grapefruit vodka one. And the other thing that, I mean, I'm, I'm going to talk about this guy is there's a liquor store near my house that they were getting them in four packs and they are like $16 for a four pack. Right. So I okay. would go in there and they would get generally two or four at a time. And I would just buy them. And then that guy, I believe, got wise to me doing that. And he started opening them and selling them as individual cans for $5 a piece. And I was Ah. like, I'm not going to do it. You're just because all the other flavors are in boxes and they're 16. Now you're trying to charge me 20. I think you think I have more of a problem than I do. So I just I've left that guy alone. I mean, this Cutwater saga (laughs) is I, I I. this might be the best part of this podcast. I think we need to, and I'm not even going to try to, this is not me uh, alcohol shaming you because I love alcohol and I, I have a wine cellar. I love wine. Um, yeah. I keep it pretty, pretty analog, but I, uh, I feel like it would be very, first of all, how old are you that you're fucking reaching out to customer service? We are influencers. We influence the world. <laughs> you have to DM these people. And they see that you're a, a person who's got a profile, who's got a platform, and they'll send you shit for free. I've, re- I've done just, I like to, tr- I don't do it as much as I'd like to, but I'll just reach out as like, I, I just want to say something nice as a customer. And that was partly that where I was like, I love this so much, whatever. The drink, the other drink on the shelf, I've emailed their customer service and just said I'm a fan. I've never tried to be like, I'm a, I'm a guy that uh, has 
has been on things and done some stuff. Do you want to have a cool, uh, relationship here or something? I don't know how it works. But they're probably so weirded out. They're like, I don't understand. This guy, this guy keeps calling our customer service to tell us that <laughs> to speak to someone in Mumbai to tell them that. <laughs> He likes our drink. Why doesn't he just post about our drink so that we can get I some should. press? I, that's the and other then, thing. Yeah. This is what you the, should do. This is what we do. This is what, this is what you get from Instagram. Instagram is awful. It's, it's, it's burrowing holes into our neurons, and it's turning us onto, all into little robots. But the silver lining is that we can get free shit. I, I'm all for getting free stuff, as long as it doesn't negatively affect the company that I'm rooting for. <laughs> <laughs> right. Tommy Johnigan's drinking cut water. We gotta, we gotta pivot, guys. Um, I don't think so. I think you'd be a wonderful uh, brand ambassador. Um, what is this Koya protein drink, by the way? This seems very, very influencery. The bottle. This is great. If there was a version of doing that, whatever you're saying for that we were talking about for cut water for Koya, I would do it. I. Um, you mix it with vodka as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> your, your, your protein shake. Uh, I'm, you know what? I've, I've probably thought about it. I've probably thought about like, is there a way to just make this a dinner? You, Cause you have a dinner and you put, you have a glass of uh, wine or drink with dinner. So this is a meal replacement. Might as well just uh, put some vodka in there. But I saw right. this, uh, I, I gained weight during COVID like everybody. And I just started to also feel, uh, bad and whatever, like out of shape wise. So right. I saw a nutritionist for like a, a couple of times and she recommended uh, a, she uh, basically pointed out that I'm, I was eating close to zero fiber, just kind of, it just wasn't a part of it. And she's like, yeah, that's just going to make you feel bad if you just don't have it. And so she sent me this list of grocery stuff, which has like, you know, you kind of, if you like a chocolate thing, it's like something with no sugar. If you like this, whatever. And this Koya mm-hmm. drink was on there. And she said, some people drink it as like a snack or some people drink it and they go, I'm very full from that. And I've, it's changed my whole thing. I, I like trimmed all most of the weight down that I wanted to. And it's my favorite thing. It's how I start every single day. It's my breakfast. This uh, chocolate one is my favorite. I just have one right here actually. Um, wow. And it's a plant-based protein shake because I can't have dairy. So it's just a plant-based uh, thing. It's 18 grams of protein. It's fibery. It's very filling for me. My kids like them. My wife drinks them now. I, th- I think right now I'm being an influencer. Is this how you get? I, I feel like I, I should I, get a case of these. I'm hearing this conversation and just imagining you having it with the poor customer service rep in like Nebraska who's like, <laughs> sir, can I help you with anything? No, hold on. You have to hear me out. Uh, this is It's so life. great. I just want to let you know. So what do you want from us? Nope. Just pass the word along. You got a fan. Like, sir, are you unemployed? No, I'm actually very, I have a lot of job <laughs> to do. Yeah, I'm <laughs> busy. It's I'm also, really it's busy. another drink that I worry if I, if, uh, if something goes wrong, they're going to stop selling them. Cause they're, it feels like they're new. They just came into my life with a fury. I think this is all tying into your parents' divorce where right. <laughs> you feel like if something's too good to be true, it's going to be taken away from you and you have to do everything you can to yeah. not make that happen. This is, this is, I think that, I think you did it. I think we just <laughs> figured it out. I mean, <laughs> anything that you like, this, you're like, it's, this is just, this is going to be ephemeral. This is going to, this is, it's just a flash in the pan. It's, there's no way it can be around for long enough or, and to, to hug me in the morning. Well, I think we genuinely got there. I mean, this is the same computer I do uh, couples therapy on. So I think we're just like, just a breakthrough device. Yeah, uh, zoom in your, your therapist. <laughs> By the way, you should definitely zoom in your poor nutritionist because she's going to see your fridge and be like, this is your fridge after we had our appointments? You have Oh, a- this, is all, this isn't that bad if you don't take the... The museum the, of soda is all... The sodas, that's what did she say about you. your soda drinking? What, what was her take on your soda? Well, I mean... It, it's fine you know it's diet there's zero calories the thing so she's you know yeah, basically chemicals and shit worried yeah i've googled it it seems fine um <laughs> i'm looking at this green bowl that you zoomed in on and you definitely like you definitely like uh led the witness with the google search i do that a lot too where i'll be like diet soda actually healthy good for you enter yeah. <laughs> and then the first thing that says what i want to hear is the one that's how right. this works 
there is a green bowl of mystery, something tomatoey maybe in there. I think it's red. watermelon. I think it's sliced watermelon. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's cool. Um, and then this is a pizza box down here. A little pizza box. A leftover pizza box. And you're 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 you even have I think on your on your Twitter profile that you're lactose intolerant. <laughs> I didn't remember, I don't remember that. I don't know why it made me laugh, but we lean into uh, it big. <laughs> that sucks or does it not suck? Do you not care? I feel like I would, I would, if I had to not eat cheese, I also, am, I think the last person in LA who, when he goes to the coffee shop, orders his cappuccino with regular cow's milk and it's like alarms go off when I do it. Like, we don't have one. Uh, I think yeah. the thing that helps me with it is I had and still have a somewhat limited experience, like as far as adventuring out with food. And that included, like, I've never really had good cheese in uh, my life but before I, so I didn't realize it until I was in my like twenties and I had never had what I think people say they couldn't live without. Cause I had like craft singles and I'm like, I doubt that that's what would bum you out about cheese. So I don't miss cheese at all. I don't have any of that stuff. I think I've, um, the one thing is like pizza without cheese is great. I still think if you find the right pizza with like a good sauce and crust, you can have a cheeseless pizza and be fine. So there's only, um, there's actually, there is a, you know, one of the classic pizzas of Naples is a marinara, which is just tomato sauce, sliced garlic, and uh, anchovies and that's one of my favorite pizzas and actually there's a place in uh, in la that does it now with olives that's amazing uh it's called uh, pizzeria say it's probably my new favorite neapolitan pizza place in la oh really but their marinara is unbelievable um and it's true i do have a lot of friends i think it might be um, it might be like an american thing where it's like bro you if, it, if it's not full of cheese it's not fucking pizza but um I I prefer that pizza because it's a good afternoon pizza when you don't want to just feel weighed down for the rest of the day. Have a marinara. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I got to check this place out. Um, Pizzeria Moza has one that is seems yes. like it's some kind of traditional thing where there's no cheese on it. There's also they you know do. right vegan there's cheeses. White, anchov- I'm kinda... white, white anchovies on it, I think. Um, yeah, how are the vegan cheeses? The cat. Some are some are fine. Some are you know I have yet to find one that I'm like oh this is a game changer. But the one thing that is stepped it up as far as dairy-free stuff is um, dairy-free ice creams. It's There's a place called Jenny's um, yes. on Marchmont. I don't know if we say streets on here, but um, they have this. Yeah. They always have a good dairy-free section. <laughs> do not section. call out Jenny's Marchmont. <laughs> don't do it for their safety. My listeners are really fine. close to there also. I'm there all the time. My uh, listeners are all incels. They're just going to go shoot up any place that you mentioned. It's so, it's so good. They have a dairy-free chocolate like texas chocolate sheet cake or something Mm. um there was an ice cream that i tried recently that i wouldn't if i were them i wouldn't even market it as as vegan ice cream because that feels like you're trying to make a fake version of something else healthy yes and i think it's it's i i think this is it's uh, it, it almost tastes like its own thing almost like like how sorbet is its own thing it's called awan a w a n that's the place? That is the name of the ice cream. I don't even know if they have a oh. storefront. Um, oh, no, they do. They have a storefront in West Hollywood. Bro, this shit was, like, made with coconut. And I, I my cousin Julia was like, you're going to love it. And I was, like, making fun of her. I was like, because, you know, I don't like all the, the vegan gluten-free stuff. She's like, trust me. And it blew me away. A-W-A-N. It's made out right. of... I think it's coconut based, but man, it was so good. Of course, it's, it's dumb expensive, but uh, if you are looking yeah. for an alternative and you don't, it, it did not make me miss ice cream. In fact, it made me like, I kind of preferred it just because it was a completely different texture. I really loved it. Have My, you heard of Dear Bella? No. Not going to be similar, but they have, it's plant, nut, milk, whatever based. It's dairy free. It's an ice cream shop. And they had an ice cream cake. God, you just said daughter three things. Three yeah, things that make me want to jump off a building. Nut it's milk, dairy, vegan. But I'm telling you, if this is, you tried this deer belly, not that anybody's ever in the mood for an ice cream cake, but my daughter for her limousine birthday party wanted an ice cream cake. She also doesn't do well with dairy. And I was like, 
I, I'm just telling you from experience, you're going to ruin your party. Like you won't enjoy it if you just have a regular <laughs> ice cream cake, but I'm not going to stop you. And we found this one that's dairy free at this uh, place near us. And it, it, it was so good. They're really figuring this dairy free ice cream thing out. Yes. I think they're figuring all that shit out. Um, and, uh, you know, part of me is like cool with it. Part of me thinks it's going to normalize fake food allergies that people have. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just, uh, I'm, I, cause it's not even an allergy. Like my daughter, she's having stomach. So I talked to her pediatrician and they're like, we don't test for it. And I'm like, so that does mean that it's not a real allergy, but I do know for a fact that I'll just shit my pants immediately. If I have dairy, like there's I'm in my mind, I'm like, this can't be how everyone lives. Like, I can't be the only one that's like, I can't handle it. I think it's got to be more severe. I have a dairy challenge for you. I want, I think we need to just like reintroduce it to your gut flora. So every day, every morning, just have a big gallon of milk. Let it sit in there. And eventually by the end of the month, you know how people do like dry January? You should do, you know, dairy December. I thought you were going to go for like a spoonful a day and then the next is two. You're just starting with the gallon. It's like like a military approach. It's the reverse of cold turkey. It is (laughs) hot turkey. Just fucking pile on with the the milk. Day ruiner. Um, Okay, this is the last thing in your fridge before, unless there's anything else that you wanted to point out. But uh, on in the door on the second row, you've got what looks like a very artisanal... uh, expensive uh you know air one type maple syrup and then just down the hall you've got like what looks like like a aunt jemima kind of oh yeah That's like a better one probably the the maple one is a sugar-free syrup that uh was once again recommended by the nutritionist oh. who honestly i started to feel better immediately after seeing her and talking to her so i kind of that stuff the reason we have both of them is I put that on my kids' uh, waffle one morning, and like this one. It's no, I put the the sugar free one on, and uh-huh. I was like, she'll never know. It was it barely got in her mouth before she was like, something's different, and it was just rejected. I don't know. So she's she's either no syrup or the classic. I don't even see what brand that is, but yeah, it's but a, this. I'm going to judge a book by its cover. This is not real syrup because it's in like one of these like plastic kind of juggy things. Yeah, yeah. that's uh, like the the old school that your mom or my mom would buy at a, a grocery store. Yeah, that's like anything diner. Is healthy. Yeah, don't you dare yeah, yeah. talk about don't you dare talk about my mother's uh, shopping <laughs> style. <laughs> you have no idea what that woman is. Don't been you dare. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm I feel like. typically these are the kind of like the maple syrups that you'll get in a diner, which are like not real maple syrup, but they're like maple syrup flavor for your children. Next time go get the the glass one. It it should look like the fake one actually, but they're the glass ones. They come in grades. Like there's five different grades of maple syrup. But I I feel like, especially if they like maple syrup, get them the real stuff because it's also a lot better for you. um, Health wise. She pivoted Um, off of syrup. I, I get these, um, like Kodiak power cakes because I sneak they both play sports and I sneak protein into their diet all the like in every way possible so they have these like protein waffles that uh, she eventually just stopped using syrup on so uh, maybe I'll reintroduce yes, now, it with the fancy now, syrup she's your fancy she's the fancy daughter who wanted them now she's like I want you to shave white truffles on top of my <laughs> <laughs> of my waffles daddy my god you've changed um, well, it's a great fridge. Also, if I may, uh, fantastic hardwood floors in the home. Oh, thanks. That's very, a... very, very good. I'm home shopping Thank now, you. so I'm looking at all these things. Oh, man. Um, I was also, I, I emailed because it, it says in the, um, the pre-emails, like, don't stage it. And part of the reason I, I've DM'd you about the show and pictures of people's fridges before. It's something I've always... I just liked that part of uh, cribs, like social, like I've always been obsessed or not obsessed. That's like an overly used term, but like my house, when I was single, it would be like laundry on the bedroom floor, a towel on the bathroom, whatever. But my fridge and kitchen is always, I can't handle it if it's out of order because it's food yeah. and then you're eating. I mean, it feels like you're going to a dirty restaurant. 
So I, w- I was obsessing. And then there's some of yours where I'm like, ah, oh, that's what a fridge. And then sometimes I'm like, how does this person live? You know, it's funny. I think like I've been going on a lot of fr- my Food Network shows about people's fridges and like this shows. Uh, fridges have become my niche for some reason. And I've been uh, uh, going on TikTok. I've been making these videos where I like duet someone's fridge because there's this whole subset of TikTok videos. And by the way, I'm not like a TikTok. I'm way too old for TikTok, but my social media manager is like, you got to get into it, buddy. Oh. But um, there's this whole subset of videos of um, fridge organization that is like super fetishy. Like they're very quick cutty of like people stocking their fridge. And some people get so fucking like, it, it seems like, okay, this is how you work out your OCD. Like this is, you're working it out of your fridge. Oh, like, because they're so, um, they're just like they way too meticulously and organized. Yeah. Like they take everything out of the box that it came in on and they put it in the, thing that they got at the container store and they label it and they put it in and it's like they they take the grapes off of the stems and put i mean it's like all this the container store thing is a bit batty because it's it's great when everything's full and you have all of the things that are can make a square or rectangle but when when they load them up and then you realize that like two days later this thing's going to look like a bunch of half empty containers right right and the other thing is they'll buy containers for things that come in their own container. Like there's, there was one I was watching where she took her thing of milk and poured it into like a glass thing oh, that said milk on it. And I was no. like, what? that's what? crazy. Insanity. Insanity. But I think your fridge doesn't fall into that category. I think it's, although there was my friend Ellen, who was on my show a couple of weeks ago, Ellen Bennett, she does does this thing and I, I mentioned this on another podcast that i made fun of her initially and then like now i'm going to try to do it but on her crisper she will uh she has like a marker and will write down like what's in the crisper on the crisper so it'll say like you know cheese asparagus whatever yeah and i was making fun of her of it and she's like how many t-? she told me she's like how many times do you go into your crisper and there's a fucking thing of tomatoes that you forgot were there and they're all moldy because you had no idea they were in the crisper. I was like, that yeah. does happen a lot. So she's like, yeah, you just fucking write it down and you can be like, oh, I have those in there. Okay, cool. So I think I'm yeah, going to try that. I'm ordering those markers as well. <laughs> it's like some sort of chalk marker that she ordered. I'm going to give it a go because we've, we've, I've had that happen. Broccoli and arugula just, we constantly, we either have twice as much as we think because there's one's buried in the bottom one. So yeah, I'm going to give it a go. Uh, are you a regular broccoli guy or a broccoli rob guy? Just the broccoli. What are they? The, just the heads. I don't know the difference in what we're saying though. But is that the small ones that are longer? Listen, man. If you gotta ask, I gotta. Just, I don't know. You're just a broccoli guy, dude. I think I'm just a broccoli guy. But I'll try all kinds. It's so what easy your... and fast to make for you know family meals and stuff. Yeah, you have to cook for a lot. I do you do any of the cooking in your house. Does your wife do most of the cooking? Yeah, Who does most of the cooking. I would say she probably does most of it, but I do a healthy share. It's not like a, you know, where everybody kind of celebrates that dad's cooking because it happens once a year. I just, I also will co-op like some of her recipes that are, you know, you have go-to stuff. You're like, she has this chicken thing or whatever. And there's some stuff that I'm like, there's no way. There's no way. Like she's a mincer and a chopper and 15 ingredients. But the simpler items I can, I'm like, I can make that chicken from that, uh, you know, three recipes and you just pound it out a bit. And other than that, it seems like you're just going around while people are cooking and trying to sneak protein into their stuff. Oh, like... a, my kids, there's all, I mean, this is, sometimes it's not even sneaking. Sometimes it's like, there's a meat with every meal, but breakfast is the one you got to sneak it in. Cause everybody's in a hurry and a waffles fast or eggs or whatever. So I'm just that. picturing them like having a, an ice cream cone and then turn it around and they come back and now there's like a piece of skirt steak on top of it. Pork chop with a bone in it. (laughs) God damn it, dad. Got me again. I'm so strong. (laughs) What is your, what are your, uh, where did you grow up? I grew up, I I moved, I went to like 12 different, I moved 12 different places before the eighth grade or sixth grade or something. And then mostly grew up after that in Southern Illinois in a small town called Benton, Illinois. From oh, like okay. six to high school and then moved away in eighth grade for a couple of months just to shake things up. Wait, were, were you like an army kid? Is that what it was? No, just parents divorced and 
I would live with one and then when I'd move back in with the other one and then they would live in a different, it was every, every time I left one of their houses, I came back to it. It was like, they were trying to lose me my entire childhood. I would just come back to a different place. And I'm like, ah, what happened to my friends? Dude, that's, this is all of the cut water. This is, you know, yeah. this is your, I your really cut water need this cut water and Koya to stay together. The cut water breakthrough <laughs> that we're having on this podcast. Um, so, Midwestern food seems to be having a little bit of a moment. Uh, they have, I see bar pizza everywhere, which apparently is a very Midwestern thing. Uh, are what you is a bar this? pizza? It's like a thin crust. You can make yeah, it. It's like, a thin, it's like a very thin crust pizza that apparently in a lot of bars in the Midwest, they would just like, that was their pizza. It was like a. I know exactly what you're talking about. If that's where it came from, I've seen it and had it before I knew about my dairy thing a million times. Yeah, it's that's a mid, that's a very midwestern super thing. Super simple, thin, crusty or crispy crust. Yes. Pizza. Yeah. Yes. Um, and people are like trying to like hipsterify it now and bring it back, which I'm all for. I'm all for hipsterifying like old school things. Uh, uh, I think it's fun. Um, but bar pizza to me is a very interesting thing because you can like eat a whole pie of it because it's so thin and have your beer and watch the game as the people yeah. do. It seems like a very, a very interesting subset of like Midwestern cuisine. I also had like toasted raviolis. Is that an Illinois thing? That they, I lived in St. Louis for um, five years or so, like as a, you know, when I, when I was an adult doing standup and that is St. Louis loves their toasted ravioli. I never really got, I was like, this is fine. Um, the St. Louis style pizza is one of the worst things that's ever happened to uh, pizza. What is that? I don't even know what that is. Oh, people are going to people. I think most people from St. Louis also hate it, but uh, there's it's, I believe instead of, or in addition to depending on the place, it's a wet, it's a uh, Provel cheese, maybe just a liquid cheese. What's Provel cheese. I don't even know what that is. I'm saying this all from memory here, but uh, I think it's a white, thick, creamy cheese, but they, they, then they just put the toppings on it. Like it's a regular thing. Uh, which it's not. Yeah, it's Provel cheese. Yeah, so I was, I don't know what it is, but it's um, Provel cheese. What the fuck is Provel cheese? And they cut it into square slices, but then they put, I believe a lot of times they'll still put the regular pizza cheese on top of it. It's a bummer. The best thing about being lactose intolerant is never having to worry about having that in my mouth again. But it's, they, they're like, you know, there's places there, so I guess people like it. Wow, Provel cheese took you out of the of the lactose game. It's so universally hated. My buddy Alex Stone, who I do the podcast with, he met the only person I've ever heard of that likes it. And in the worst way possible, the guy's like, um, oh, I'm from St. Louis. And Alex is like, oh, that, that pizza sucks. And the dude goes, that's fucked up, man. It's just the, the worst way to meet someone. I love it. That's, that's the hill he's going to die on. Everyone hates gonna... it. <laughs> Uh, don't you dare is it like a kitschy thing like you know how like in cheesesteaks in philly you're supposed to serve them with cheese whiz it's like just the way you do it even though cheese whiz is so. trash yeah. yeah yeah i i think it's probably exactly like that interesting so what a the fuck is provel God, I love saying that word. Provel, Provel, Provel is a St. Louis ingredient that is a combination of cheddar, Swiss, and provolone cheeses. Provel has a low melting point and therefore has a gooey, almost buttery texture at room temperature. Provel was invented specifically for St. Louis-style pizza more than a half century ago to meet the demand for a pizza cheese that had a clean bite, one that melts well but breaks off nicely when the diner bites down. Well, cheese is typically stringy, so that sounds kind of impossible, but Provel, wait for it, is not cheese. It's not even cheese. According to the FDA, Provel can't even be classified as cheese because it doesn't meet the requirement for minimum moisture content. Either way, Provel. It's such a fun word to say. If I ever have kids, Proveladute will be my firstborn. Guys, I've got more than one wedding to go to this wedding season, okay? I'm very popular. I'm beloved. I give good speeches. I do fun dances. And I drink a lot of champagne. I will be drinking a lot of champagne. And I'm actually looking forward to brunch the next day because I will have my Z-Biotics with me. Z-Biotics Pre-Alcohol Probiotic is the world's first genetically engineered probiotic. 
It was invented by PhD scientists. PhD scientists, not that garbagey MD crap. Okay, PhDs to tackle rough mornings after drinking. Here's how it works. When you drink, alcohol gets converted into a toxic byproduct in the gut. It's this byproduct, not dehydration, that is to blame for your rough next day. Zbiotics produces an enzyme to break this byproduct down. It is designed to work like your liver, but in your gut where you need it the most. Just remember to drink Zbiotics before drinking alcohol, drink responsibly, and get a good night's sleep to feel your best tomorrow. First time I had Zbiotics, it was actually before my Martin Reese podcast, the recording with the, uh, the water sommelier. Uh, take a listen to that. I was on my game. I was fun. I was snappy. I was in the moment. Thanks to Zbiotics. Give Zbiotics a try for yourself. Go to zbiotics.com slash green eggs to get 15% off your first order when you use green eggs at checkout. Zbiotics is backed with 100% money back guarantee. 100%. So if you're unsatisfied for any reason, they will refund your money. No questions asked. Thank you, Zbiotics, for sponsoring this episode. All right, I'm going to start getting to the questions that I ask every guest towards the middle of the podcast, uh, starting with what is your earliest food memory? The first thing that came to my mind, I don't know the, if this counts, but it, the, <laughs> I, have, I don't have a lot of memories as, uh, as a young person um, before like an abnormal age. I feel like I have a lot of blacked out things. But the earliest food memory I have is... You were, just having, um, you, you were drinking all those vodka drinks when you were when, younger. <laughs> just when I out. was... I think four or five years old, I, I lived, my dad, my parents got divorced. I lived with my dad and he was a single dad and I had a babysitter and she had an infant. And I remember one day her just like getting set up to breastfeed and I just kind of scooched into the couch or to the recliner and just watched and the process of like, oh, that baby's eating. And then also at four or five years old being like, I don't know why I, I'm into what's happening here, but I am. And that was like the first memory of food that popped into my head was watching this woman breastfeed her baby when I was four. So you're it's first, not a meal for me. Yeah, your first food memory is kind of pervy. It's yeah, it's very confusing. Yeah, it's a little confusing. She was, it's a little pervy. She was also like a replacement for your mother. Yeah, uh, I think there all, were all kinds of things that work. It was, it's very, yeah. it's, you know, it's a, it's a LaCroix, it's a cutwater situation. You know, I always say that, like, looking into someone's fridge is a great insight into their life. And I say it kind of facetiously because it's like, how much can you actually learn from looking into their fridge? I feel like we've <laughs> learned more about you <laughs> from looking into your fridge than any yeah, other guest. I think ever I had. did. I think I did. I got to go down there and look in it some more when we're done. <laughs> The next question is, what's your death row meal going to be? I imagine you're going to be like, a hug from my mother. Right. <laughs> like, something Tommy, like that. that doesn't count. Uh, but <laughs> what is your death, death row meal? Death row meal, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say the, probably the, the dessert first. If I'm going, if I'm going down, I'm going to go a chocolate milkshake because when da- like that's, the, that's probably the only thing or the most that I miss is, is just like a... I, I would ask if I could make it because I feel like I make the best because I like it's real chocolatey. So I'm going to go a chocolate mm-hmm. milkshake and then... Wait, how do you crazy. make your chocolate milkshake? Just vanilla ice cream. Um, if I'm going full on, I go like vanilla ice cream, uh, a lot of chocolate syrup, and then mm-hmm. a little bit of like a chocolate milk if you have it available. But if not, you can just go vanilla ice cream and a bunch of chocolate syrup. Which syrup do you use? Hershey's? Yeah, classic. Classic. Okay, got it. Then I would um, I would just do a big, you know, a nice big steak and some french fries and a and a milkshake. Number one most requested death row meal on the podcast is a steak. Is it? I wonder Everyone why that wants is. that steak. I mean, I guess cuz it's a good steak for free, even if you're dying, it sounds nice. Right. <laughs> right. You still want to just get a deal before yeah. you on your way out. <laughs> uh, what is the best high-end meal that you've ever had? Uh, it's going back to steak. Um, I think this one factors like the experience factors into it as much yeah. as the meal is. Um, we my parents were visiting, and I had shot a pilot that I I had written uh with a couple friends, and then I was in it. So we did it for CBS, and then after we we finished the next day, when you have that like release of the all the anxiety, and then also like. 
this may happen and it could change my life. My stepdad is here, which he's he, he's been in my life for you know close to thirty years, and he's he's amazing. So it was like my I took my stepdad to Mastros um, in Malibu. Do they call it the beach oh, club? Yeah. Yeah. So we and then my wife was able to like get us this like a room with a, a insane view, and it was my wife, my stepdad, one of my closest friends. Uh, I think Ryan Hamilton was there. As I was saying, it was he there, but I think he was in my memory. He was and um, Justin and Patrick, the guys I wrote the show with, and their wives. It was just amazing. And then the food. Cause you're in a big group like that. It's like every appetite we're doing the full seafood tower. The steaks yeah. are always consistently good there. I think. Yeah. I love it's that. A good yeah, that's a very, it's a special place that Mastro's uh Malibu. It's like right on like the edge of the ocean. It's a, yeah. every, everything's got a wraparound view of the ocean. It's really, it's really something. It was great. And the food, I that's think, good. I don't know what people think. I, I love it. It's, it's very consistent. And it's not, once you get too fancy, I, I start to feel a little uncomfortable. The Midwest makes me feel uncomfortable. And I'm like, I'm not yeah. going to like this. I'm also, you know, the amount of times you go to a restaurant and it's expensive and you leave and you're hungry an hour later. That, yeah. that just doesn't happen at big steakhouses. A hundred percent. And I do think that master of service wise, they're very not pretentious. Like they, they can exactly, make a Midwestern yeah. boy feel comfortable for sure. That was a big thing. My stepdad felt good there and he, yeah. it, you know, is very capable of feeling uncomfortable in Los Angeles. That's cool. Uh, what is the best low end meal you've ever had? There's a place in Columbia, Missouri. Did you ever do deja vu? No. Is that a strip There's club? A place, <laughs> it, strip it is. Club. It actually is also a name of a strip club. But there's a comedy club in uh, Columbia, Missouri, and they have a place, I believe it's called Booches. It's like mm-hmm. B-O-O-C-H-E apostrophe S. Like it's, it's his place. And they have just the mo- like a burger, just the most basic burger on a basic bun, but it's seasoned, it's cooked well. It's like so great. And I want to say they're like between one and three dollars. Interesting. And it's I'm perfect. And I'm telling you, it's like really better than it needs to be. And it's it's one of those places where it's always full and it's full of people that live in that town. So Oh, this looks what very charming. I mean, it looks like a fucking set of a of a TV show, the the inside. Oh yeah, the I'm whole like, hang is great. The, also town. the cool part about it is like I'm someone with that. a burger like that. Yeah, yeah. That's oh that's, that's the, the other thing too I was gonna say is they do potato chips. They don't have French fries because they there's literally not enough space to put a fryer in. I think it looks like that, and the vibe is it. great. Uh, yeah, two dollars seventy five cents for a burger. That's awesome. Isn't that crazy? I, that the, is crazy. The fact that that exists and it's great is crazy. I love that. Um, that is a very good low end meal because most people go to Taco Bell and you're like, no, I have a niche little joint in a small got, town. Yeah. I Thank don't you. get it. Thanks, often. For take, thanks for taking it seriously. I know they've been out of business for 15 years, but it's great. <laughs> um, what is your favorite drunk food? By far, it's cold pasta straight out of the fridge. Some with like, we have a couple pastas that we'll make in the house, and they all have some kind of meat in them, like a ground turkey or a turkey sausage or some type mm-hmm. of thing. So just straight out of the Tupperware. Cold mm. pasta. I don't know why. I think in my head, I'm like, this tastes good, but it's also going to make me feel better tomorrow. Right. It's like a cold. It's a cold bolognese. You like? Yeah, yeah. Any. It's like if it's one of those. There's like um a couple of weeks ago, my wife and I were going to a thing, and I was like, this is going to be a long. It's like a school day, school function, and then there's another thing. So there's going to be drinks. So she asked, "What should we make the girls for dinner before?" we go so like what the what the um babysitter can feed them and i said you know you should we should make that uh pasta that you make knowing that i'm saying it because i want to eat it later that night cold out of the Mm. fridge also in shame where she has no idea i just sneak downstairs and do it i was gonna say there seems to be something else going on of all the foods (laughs) in the world that you can get you're like a cold pasta in the closet where no one can see me i don't know how anybody i think everybody should be on it i'm so into that as when I have too many drinks, cold pasta is like Gatorade after a workout. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, what about the next day? Now you're hungover. What is your hangover cure? Chipotle burrito. Consistently, constantly, 
and no, I go to, I'm a Chipotle fan. I'm mm. normally getting the salad in a bowl, but I hangover. And it's also, I think it comes from my touring days. They're everywhere. So you can be drunk anywhere and you can feel better the next day with a Chipotle burrito. That should be their slogan. I mean, that, that is, <laughs> a Chipotle is your Pavlovian response that you see it and you're like, I have to get drunk now because the solution <laughs> is, is close. Oh, it's hand. right here. I got the medicine. <laughs> Uh, who's your favorite celebrity food personality? This was a hard one because I looked at it and I don't know. I mean, so it could be like a Guy Fieri, Anthony Bourdain. I was going to say Bourdain, but I didn't know if that counted uh, for a couple of reasons because he's not around. But I mean, if he's on there, that's for sure me. Everything about it. it. And that's the reason I say I don't know if it counts because it's not that I've, I've not tried his recipes or had his food even, but he's Um, his personalities. The best was yeah. That's what we're going for. Yeah, definitely was. Uh, hundred. I think that'd probably be mine as well. Uh, although he definitely gave me like a, he. I definitely had a uh, a weird moment when he died. When I was like, I think he lives the kind of life that I dream of having. And happiness. Oh, he, just like a. Oh, so this is how it goes. This is how it goes. <laughs> oh no. Oh, that's what the end of the line is for this. Um, what is your desert island food? So you are trapped on a desert island. There's one food you have to eat for the rest of your life. You are never going to get tired of it. Yeah. That's, I mean, for me, that's, I could eat the same thing every day. Uh, anyway. So I was like, I would just go with like, if I'm thinking about it practically, I would do like, um, some kind of vegetable, like an asparagus or broccoli, if I can cook it, steam it a little, and then uh, chicken and rice. I could eat oh chicken God. and rice every single day. That might be the most boring answer we've ever gotten for this question. I know. I'm I'm thinking it through. I don't know how these other people are answering it, but we're on a desert island. I mean, we got to... You're taking it literally. You're like, you need to survive. You need your starch. You need your protein. Yeah. Yeah. And I got that. And I'm, I'm just... What is a great answer for that question? I don't know. Uh, like, sushi is a fun thing that you'd never get tired of. Or pizza. Really? Or, oh, God. Here's um, what I can tell you. If those are the answers you're getting, you should take the show, get the guests. We do a reality show. We go to a desert island. Everybody, I guarantee I'm the last one standing. These yeah. people are going to die. Sushi's going to kill you. You're going to get tired of it. Pizzas. People are going to be in line for my chicken and rice. I like that you took this question, not as a fun question on a podcast, but for <laughs> your, as your audition tape for Alone Season 15. That's the worst. One of the, I don't know why I do it, but I do, I don't do well with hypotheticals like that because I take right. it like, Oh, this is happening. We're getting on the plane. I got to answer the question. It's happening. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, what is, is there a food that you can't stand eating? Avocado count. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Huh? I know my whole family is weird. Texture and taste. And it's something that I would love, I'm going to try to do it again. You know what I mean? Because they, your taste buds change, your palate changes, but I hate it so much. Olives would be a close second, but wow. avocado is more of a problem because they just start putting avocado in everything. It's like, it's in every salad. It's on burgers. Now it's like just toast is avocado. Like it, it's more of like an issue. I've started just telling restaurants I'm allergic to it. Oh my God. You have like an invert, like you put it in your mouth and you're just like, I need to spit oh, it out. It's or, really gross. Uh, yeah, wow. I've done that where not spit it out, but like that is the reaction. I want to spit it out. I can't. It's crazy. People love it, though. You're living in the wrong town, buddy. L.A. is like avocado country. I know. And then also my kids will both look very good at trying foods and and they hate avocado. My wife doesn't like it. It's just. It's just in this house. It's we're the one house. I mean, also, I think I, I saw some some Netflix documentary where like the avocado industry is all like just owned by the cartels. Like you're just paying for beheadings in Mexico. Oh, great! If you eat avocado, so this can give you your you know if you want like a social justice cause to not have avocado. <laughs> <laughs> there you yeah, go. Are these blood avocados? <laughs> They're all blood avocados. <laughs> They're all blood avocados. Um, okay, what is, last question, this is my favorite question, what is or are your restaurant pet peeves? Uh, my biggest one, it, it, it's also, I, I want to say, as someone who worked in restaurants, but we didn't do what I'm about to say, 
I understand why it exists, but I think it should be somewhat based on individual basis or just not happen to me. I don't like we won't see you until your entire party's here. I don't like it when it's immovable because I have multiple scenarios of when this is uh, potentially enraging is I'm my wife and I are meeting somewhere. I'm like, there's just two of us. They're like, we can't see you until your party's here. For one, you don't have a table just for one person. So if I came here alone, you would give me a table for two at minimum. Let's just get that out of the way. Also, I've done it where I'm like, I'll order for her when I, when I sit down, I'll order both of our meals. And they're like, sorry, she has to be here. And at that point, I'm like, do you just want to look at my wife? Like what, what you've sold two meals. There's two seats. Like, I don't understand. And then the other one is it's, it's like we go and when it's a big party that I get, like you're taking up a lot of space. People are straggling in. It's just when it's me and another person and they won't do it. I've st- I'll just go like, fine. It's just me. I'm I'm see if they can find a place for just one person and then deal with it. I, you know, it's funny. I, first of all, I agree with you on all of that. And I think no one's ever brought this up. So fantastically done. Oh, nice. Um, but I don't understand the reason for that because unless they say it, it has to, unless it also comes with an ultimatum, if they're like, we can't see you until your whole party is here. Not only that, if your party isn't here the next five minutes, we're giving that table away. Right, that to right. me makes a little more sense than we're going to all wait together and then you're going to, we're going to give you the table. The table's over there. It's just it's going empty. to take the same amount of time if you were sitting there and not, but we still need to wait for everyone. Like, it's almost like they're putting you in timeout. Like they're, yeah. they're you know, like they're punishing you, but you're still going to get what you came for. That, and then just off of that in waiting where, um, this isn't like a universal restaurant thing, but a lot like when you're waiting, let's say for that other person or you're just early or they're trying to get your table, they'll a host or um, serve someone will go like, Oh, can you just wait here? And the place they move you is either in everyone else's way, but theirs mm-hmm. or you're standing over someone like you're breathing. It's one of those where like I've lived on this planet for a long time. I'm able to kind of find out where my body can exist. Right. The least impact. And then now you move me. I'm in like the flight path of the bus boy. And it's like now he's mad at me. And I have to be like, yeah, that guy, that guy told me to stand here. He's not my dad, but I listened. I don't know why. <laughs> like what's going on? I was told to be here. <laughs> it's so true. Um also, I feel like a lot of that is just poor restaurant layout, like poor oh, architecture, yeah. interior design, where you should have an area where it's okay for people to wait and they're not hovering over the diners that are seated close to the door. Yeah. Like it, it, you're, you've got a poorly designed restaurant if that is not accounted for. The thing that happened just in the last few years, which I think is a game changer, especially living in Los Angeles when the weather's nice, is the whole we'll text you and you have five minutes. So then I get to go like, I'm going to go do, I'm going to roam around. I'm going to walk around the street. I can be out of everyone's way. That's the best. Yeah. It's like the restaurant putting a nice long leash on you and you're in the dog park and you can go as far as you want. Yeah. I'm just shitting over there. This is the best. (laughs) Just text them back. I'm taking a dump over. I'll be back in three. Um, Amazing. Tommy, thank you so much for doing this. Tell all the listeners where they can find you. I'm at Tommy Jonigan on the social stuff. D- I delete my accounts every once in a while. Um, the reason I'm back on all of them now is every um, November, I just put on Instagram and Twitter that if you can't afford a turkey um, for Thanksgiving, I'll get one for you. And I find ways to Instacart to your house or, um, you know, there's not like a Venmo situation, but it's just like I've been able to, I bat like 900 on people that say, I, I would like a turkey for the Thanksgiving this year. So I just put it on my socials. That's the only way that people find out about it. And you, if you have a friend that doesn't have the scratch for the holidays, then I'll help you find a turkey. I, I, I got the idea from Moshe Kasher. So I'm at Tommy John again for those. And that generally goes to the DMs. And I'll say like when it stops because we have to fly on Wednesday or Tuesday. But um, I wanted to plug that. And then the local news podcast, the news that won't make you sad. Uh, Tommy, you're a very, very good person. Uh, you, ins- you do good and you inspire others to do good. Thanks for having me. This was great. Of course. Thank you, Tommy. Hi, right, buddy. 
Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.